When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Here's what's trending today. Okay. The 2022 NFL Draft. How about that? We just got out of the 2021 <laughs> NFL Draft, and there now it's trending next year's. But no, in the CFL, it's, let's go, let's go, wait. Let's not do interviews in the offseason. Hopefully they'll forget about us and they'll leave us alone. Asking you shall receive. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, good morning, Canada. Welcome. Hey, it's a big day. Who's calling you, Moose? I'm not sure. Don't they know I'm on the air? Come on. Is that the deal around Can't here? Can't be your mom. It is not. Welcome to the RP Show. It is episode number 477. Of Canada's daytime sports talk show. We're coming to you from the bunker out here and not as warm as I'd like Western Canada. RP here, Moose there. And I'm going to get to all your comments in a moment. It is, it is a very big day. Uh, Kevin Costner's coming to mind for me today because it is draft day. And we're going to get into that in our quick six show topics here in moments. Uh, we are in the heartland of the Canadian Football League out here in the sweatpants capital. So it is a big day. It is draft day. And a couple things that we're going to be talking about with our guests today. That's a big one. Donnie Taylor is going to be joining us. The ageless Don Taylor. You know him. You love him. From now, the Donnie and Dolly show from Czech TV in BC. And we'll get to your, your story in a moment. Actually, no. Can you wrap it up in 45 seconds? The story with Don Taylor? Oh, the Don Taylor story. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. My first broadcast broadcaster I met was Don Taylor in yeah. Vancouver as a 19-year-old just out of, the, out of school. And I went to sit in on a show, Sportsnet Connected. And I'm back in the dark behind the lights. He's at the desk. <laughs> and he was talking to me the whole show. He butchered, I don't know if it was some Asian basketball player in the NBA, butchered a name. And he looked over and he's, for all you young broadcasters out there, <laughs> if you can't pronounce a name, say it fast, say it slurred. And he had little tidbits of advice throughout the rest of the show. He's just a funny guy. Kept looking behind the camera. So funny. I remember watching him as a kid and his Simpsons voices or all the different little <laughs> sticks that he did. But it wasn't completely, you know, mess around hour. He just was so good at dropping the sticks in. And that's what makes him great. Well, I'm looking forward to that chat coming up. Don Taylor here in block two of the program today. Later on in hour two, we'll go a little deeper with our director of scouting, Craig Smith. 19 seasons in the Canadian Football League as a, either a scout, coach, or director of player personnel. So that's coming up. Uh, so, yeah, it's good guest list today. Let's jump into the quick six show topics, please, Director Jordan. 
I got good news and I got bad news. And we're going to start with the good news. Where's Kevin Costner when you need him? Draft day. It's very exciting for the CFL aficionados. It's actually, I'm, I'm going to leave the poll question for a second too. The Hamilton Tiger Cats have the number one overall pick. This is going to start just after 7 p.m. Eastern on TSN. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders have the number two overall pick. And beyond that, I don't really care. But I've made my poll. Sorry, I've made my prediction that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are going to take Nelson Lacombo with the number two overall pick. University of Saskatchewan Huskies linebacker. I've, I've been doing my research today. I've been calling all over for what I need to know about Nelson Lacombo. He is my prediction. They need to replace Cameron Judge with a Canadian linebacker. This guy's pro-ready. It's what everybody's telling me. He's ready to forgo the what's left of eligibility and come play now, which I think with the number two overall pick, you don't want to wait. Let's get him in here. Nelson Lacombo. Unless the Hamilton Tiger Cats take him number one overall and screw all of that up. But the Hamilton Tiger Cats could take Josh Palmer. He's from Mississauga. He's the number one guy on the board. But he was also drafted in the NFL on the weekend. So, so there's some intrigue going into tonight. But I get the sense that you haven't even put as much as that amount of thought into it. No. Am I right? You're, prob- you're right. I mean, I haven't put a lot of thought into it. But Nelson Lacombo is a player I have. been following okay. him for a long time in the Canadian football or in the in U sports in the Canada West. And I think where he goes... That team will win the draft. I think he's, a, he's the most impactful player in the first round that will come in and make a difference, familiar with the game, good kid, great family, and a kid who CFL people have told me the last time he was on the field with the University of Saskatchewan, he could have been walked right into his CFL locker room and gotten on the field, not just been a practice roster. Player. Right. So he's ready. He's ready to go. That's our prediction. Are you saying number two, Nelson Lacombo as well? Yeah. They should take him. Let's put it that way. So anyways, that's Peter and Paul positive, the positive brothers here. And now I'm going to turn my hat sideways and go to Rod the Realist. I was thinking about that last night. So this from the Victoria Times columnist, of which I read almost every day. From yesterday, Provincial Health Officer Dr. Bonnie Henry said Monday, we're in a whole different world now thanks to the vaccines rollout, but that won't necessarily usher in a return to normalcy for sports, concerts, and cultural events this summer, fall, or early next winter. So hang on. Take that down for one sec, guys. I'll call for it in a sec. She said... Sports will be played this summer and fall in BC, but likely without anything nearing full attendance permitted. Bonnie Henry in her media briefing Monday said perhaps hundreds of people could be allowed for concerts, cultural and sports events, but not thousands. Quote, there will not be any big events of any sort, even outdoors through this summer or into the fall and winter of next year. There will not be big events where there's lots of crowds of people this summer. Now, if you can put that up, guys, sorry to, uh, Juki out of your shorts. So it was March 5th. I put this together. March 5th, Bonnie Henry said BC could not, Dr. Bonnie Henry says BC could be in post-pandemic world by summer. That got everybody excited. Monday, 5, 10 p.m. Pacific, the headline, big events not likely to take place in BC this summer, Dr. Henry. Now, I was going back and forth with the Bedard camp yesterday. You can take that down, guys. And I said, man, I pray that we can get crowds to watch Connor in the fall in Regina here in the Brand Center. And I sent them that and I sent it to a few people. And people take it to think that that's a shot at Bonnie Henry. It's not. (laughs) So what are you saying? I'm not saying anything. There's the highlights. 
There's the quotes. You make your own judgment. What I'm saying is, if she doesn't know, who knows? The diff- that's a 180 within two months. She is the top expert. I got a hell of respect for her. But if she's going to do a flip-flop on where we're going, how can we make any predictions for how sports is going to go? Does that make sense? Makes complete sense. All you can do is assess life in the environment you're in today. Can we go out? Can we not go out? And based on the information that we have today, this is what we project for the future. And that's what she did back in March. Yes. But that's how much things change. We live in a different world than we did in March. And we'll live in a different world in August. Doesn't mean that it won't flip back in August and things might get better. But it's, that just tells you that playing CFL football or having fans in hockey arenas, it's no sure thing, no matter how far off you're looking. Doesn't look very realistic to me. So that is, that's the cold, hard facts from Rod the Realist. So you can run off and say whatever you want. I'll say it for a second time. That's not to make her look bad. That's to say that's the person we're all following. And for sure, BC is definitely, and she's saying no crowds, even until the winter, indoor or outdoor. So put it that way. And then the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center with dealerships all across the prairies is, will you be following the CFL draft tonight? On Twitter, 57% saying no, they will not. What's it on Facebook? 61% say no. 43% on Twitter saying yes. 39% on Facebook saying, again, Rod the Realist. We're excited about it because we're CFL fans. Not everybody's excited about it. And I'll go one step further. Nelson Hackowitz writes in and says, where will Kyle Borsa land tonight? And again, I'm following this. U of R Rams receiver? I don't think he's going to get drafted. He wasn't in the top 20 prospects. But the road to the Hall of Fame is paved with guys that never got drafted. That's right. Rob Bag, Neil Hughes, they're going to have a garage party tonight. Socially distanced, Kyle Borsett tells us. I don't think he's going to get drafted. And again, Rod Realist rears his head. But we'll be following. But the majority of our respondents saying they won't. And that's a sports show. Yeah. So moving on. Monday NHL leftovers, and there's a lot here. Uh, One, Cole Caulfield doesn't waste them. You know what that means? When he scores, he makes them count, and that's overtime winners, and they came back and beat your Leafs in a hell of a hockey game last night. That's fun. If you love hockey, you love games like that. That was a great game. It was a great game, and it makes me sad that, and maybe it's in your Montreal-Winnipeg are tied for third because I want Toronto to play Montreal in the first round just for that entertainment. Uh, do we trust the Oilers goaltending? I don't. I'm saying it again. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. No. I don't trust their goaltending. So, hey, we got Connor. He's in the race. It's one of my leftovers. He's a lock for the Ross and the Hart. But let's not get wrapped up in regular season uh, glory. Okay? Yes. What do you say? All-stars are made in the regular season. Legends are made in the playoffs. And that's coming up in next week or 10 days' time. And also, do you love Tom Wilson if he's on your team? It would be pretty hard to love Tom Wilson, whether he's on your team or he's not. Come on. He's running around last night, sucker, cheap-shotting Russians. He jumps Panarin. And I'm sitting there trying to defend the guy going, well, his gloves aren't off. Does that mean something that he's punching them with his gloves on? That, that'd be different. It's a small difference. But when you, when you go from punching guys 
to doing the face slam into the ice that's completely not part of the game, hockey, fighting, or any of it, that's where he lost me. That's where he lost me. Their broad hat, Broadway hat podcast boys are watching in New York right now. Kyle Hall says, how is the NHL this tone deaf? $5,000 fine is a joke. One of the most exciting players in the NHL gets his head bounced off the ice by a player that's a repeat offender and nothing. Listen, when Dylan Dubé didn't get anything for smashing his forearm into Kokinyemi's face at the start of the year, remember that? Like, almost broke his nose. And he got nothing. I thought he'd get five to seven games. So... What they see is different from what I see. And, Kyle, let's not forget you're a Rangers fan. Did you see David Quinn going off last right. night? The Rangers head coach. So let's, you're not exactly nonpartisan here. No. But Tom Wilson was a repeat offender on the same play. <laughs> he did it twice. He, he did it twice. Uh, yeah. So fun night in the National Hockey League. Yes. As they all are. Point three in the quick six show topics here. Uh, Canada spanks the Czechs 10-3 Monday. Connor Bedard, two goals, three assists. He was the story of the game. Yeah, put the camera on him, please. Hail the kid. As I said to Kevy in Vancouver, close to the Bedard family, I said, wait till he gets comfortable, Kevy. He's five points. He's not. He's still sorting out his role. And uh, they'll now play Sweden in the semifinals. So it's just been a great hockey. Boy, I got to move on. Covering a lot of ground here. Point four. Just, I got to say this. So LeBron, I think he missed again last night with an ankle injury. Did you see his comment about the play-in? Yeah. LeBron says, whoever thought of the play-in one-game showdown to get into the NBA playoffs should be fired. I'm starting to think LeBron should get fired. Because he's only looking at it from his own perspective, and that's he's 36, he's old, he's beat up, he doesn't want to play an extra game, I guess. But I was the one saying the NHL should have held on to the play-in and got 24 teams on the lip of the playoffs every year. It was so awesome last year. Mm-hmm. More hockey, the better. Ball for all in the NBA. But because like LeBron literally is lobbying for a guy to get fired. For a guy that actually came up with, I think, is a pretty good idea. Doing baseball. Yeah. Well, wild, wild card. card. Play, yeah. play in one game. That's way right. you go. Every year. Doesn't seem to have a problem with it. Engages fan bases that much further. I like it. I don't think it's a problem. But, you know, the Lakers are on a bit of a slide. And there's a threat that he might be in that game. So I get it. Everybody wants to look out for themselves. But also, when LeBron talks, people listen. He carries a right. lot of weight. A lot of history with the game. He's going to one of the greatest of all time. Um, so when he speaks, you kind of have to listen. He's earned that. Jeff uh, Kibbelis in Winnipeg says LeBron's head is swelling with ego. It's I've always been a LeBron fan, but he's really losing me lately. Like uh, when they win the NBA championship last year, and he's like, it's about damn time. It's your third team with a championship, LeBron. You haven't got respect your whole life. We've all respected you. What are you bitching about all the time? He's always bitching. I know. He's had a pretty good life from what I could see. Uh, moving on. A point five. The Oakland A's beat the Blue Jays last night. 5-4 was the final. Uh, George Springer didn't play again. We're not concerned yet. We are not concerned yet. But yet. it's coming. <laughs> yet. Yeah. Uh, Vladdy had three hits. They're not going to win them all. But uh, eh, first game of a long road trip. They're just settling in. It's a four-game set. 
They'll be fine. Just saying George Springer didn't play. And uh, point six for the uh, Green Bay Packers. Did you see the latest from their head coach, Matt LaFleur, on the Aaron Rodgers thing? I don't know if you saw this. Not from LaFleur. Yeah, he addressed the uh, media yesterday, the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, and he said he can't fathom life without Aaron Rodgers. So he's like the kids in this divorce. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, yeah, absolutely. They all are. LaFleur is. Devontae Adams. He had the, They're the, the, kids. the tweet, right? I think he said, um, I guess you really got to enjoy things while you have them or something along those lines, right? And, and uh, you know, really appreciate what you have um, is what, what he said. And then the GM says, I don't think that this relationship is beyond repair. He said that, Right. There's always one person in the relationship that doesn't wants to want, stay in. That wants to stay in, right? But <laughs> and there's always one that has one foot out the door. But guess what? You need two people who want to be all the way in. Otherwise, it's not going to work. If they're not both all the way in, it's not going to work. Yeah, thank you. And you know, free marital advice. Free advice from the guy that's never been married, but but I've also never been divorced. <laughs> so that's right. Sign me up. There you go. So that's the quick six. This has been the warm up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Order in. From the uh, Four Seasons Sports Palace, 909 Arcola Avenue East. Proud uh, supporters of the Rod Peterson Show. Don Taylor next. We're going to Vancouver. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to talk a lot of CFL and BC Lions football, some Canucks, some Seattle Kraken. That's all ahead. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live in 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. We start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, we have been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. We're offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE15 at earthechofoods.com slash Minute Media. Follow us on Twitter at May and at Earth Echo Foods. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. Your Tuesday morning coffee get-together continues. Episode number 477 of the RP Show continues with a very special guest, the ageless, the peerless, Don Taylor. Fans from coast to coast joining us from the West Coast today from the Donnie and Dolly Show. Good morning, uh, DT. How you doing, my man? Appreciate that. Uh, very well. Very well. Um, thanks for calling it ageless. I, I appreciate that. And also I have to say that thanks to you guys for using a promo shot of me 
uh, on your Twitter page. It must have been from about 25 years ago. I really appreciate that. That was me. And that looked like a, a college photo or something of the like. But God, I, <laughs> here's the thing, though. As I, I felt bad for you. Not like I haven't gone through the same thing, but I, I Google Don Taylor Vancouver. Here's what comes up. Don Taylor, let go of my Vancouver TV. Don Taylor, let go of my TSN 1040 radio. <laughs> so, hey, it's, it's all led you here, man, with Donnie and Dolly. Yes, I'm, I, I'm, I'm working on my third buyout now. Um, I've, I've, had, I've had two of them. I, mean, I don't know anybody in our business who hasn't had at least uh, one. Uh, one friend of mine has had four. So that basically sums up the state of our uh, industry uh, right now. It's not great, but it sure is fun. Yeah, but when they're a talented guy like you and a good person, it always works out. And that's where you are now. And and before we talk about this next incarnation of your life, which you said you'll be on the air here shortly out on Check TV, it is CFL Draft Day. I know you're a massive Lions fan. We've been watching you for years. I know you love the CFL. Does it rate on the needle of British Columbia? Uh, you know, the Lions had the number one overall pick last year. Where, where is it on the radar of, of your viewers and fans? Um, I would say that uh, uh, the rankings go like this. Canucks, far and away, the most popular, maybe not lately, but they're still the most popular, most talked about um, franchise in in the uh, province. It's not even close. I would say number two for me, and this has happened over the last, I don't know, around 10, 20 years, uh, is the NFL. And a lot of that has to do with the success of the, of the Seahawks. They market up here in Vancouver. So there's that. And the CFL has dropped to somewhere uh, below that. Um, I think ahead of the, uh, ahead of the Canadians and the Warriors and other franchises, but still nowhere near where it used to be. It's, it's, it's sad because I, I, when I first got into this industry, I, I moved up to Dawson Creek. Then I worked at Red Deer. And I, I came back. I'm a Vancouver guy, uh, um, raised in North Burnaby, for people who know Vancouver. So I, I, I come back in 1984 after five years up north trying to start my career. Rod, the Lions were way bigger than the Canucks at the time. You remember the 80s and what a great time that was for the, for the CFL. It was just outstanding. And, um, you know, uh, then I remember they lost the Montreal franchise. That was bad. And things started to... Uh, to go awry for the CFL after packing the place, BC place, for a significant amount of time. And the 90s were uh, tough, even with uh, Flutie and, and the Rocket and, and all of that, in the league anyway. Uh, the 2000s were really good as well with uh, um, with Mr. Braley uh, taking care of things and Casey Printers and Dave Dickinson and Wally, certainly. It was, it was tremendous. I almost think in those two periods in the 80s and the 2000s, the Lions got a little cocky. They Their ticket prices were now, I'm going on here and I apologize for that. No, 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 no. You're their, good. Their ticket prices uh, uh, went up. Um, I, I, I don't think they realized that to some extent they were a trend. It was a really interesting period, both those periods, the 80s and the 2000s. And I don't think they read the market well. And uh, that, that's, that's part of the problem. But they're definitely, right now, that's part of it. That They're definitely down the list. And a lot of it has to do with not reading the market well, but also when it comes to football, the popularity of the Seahawks and the NFL in this market is second, I think, only to the Canucks, as I said before. 
But, Don, I think the viewers here are all enjoying it. You're the guest. You go on as long as you want. Plus, I think you like talking about the CFL because you don't really get to. Right. You don't really get to on your other shows because the appetite isn't necessarily there. But I do remember sitting in the press box at BC Place, and I won't say with whom, uh, a Lion staffer, and I said, are the Seahawks becoming competition? This is like 10, 15 years ago. And he's like, I never really thought about it. I said, and I said, you might want to think about it. Like, when did the Seahawks start moving in? Because this isn't a 30-year thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, the Seahawks have been around for a significant amount of time. But no, I would say, uh, I would say, um, I-, I would say when, when Marshawn Lynch came up with his big run against the New Orleans Saints in, in, in the playoffs. And, and that coincided with um, the Seahawks coming up with great uniforms. Uh, after that, getting Russell Wilson, uh, doing a great job of marketing in the Vancouver area. And I believe now they have somewhere in, uh, in the neighborhood of when they had fans, nine to 10,000 uh, people. Uh, from Vancouver that are season ticket holder uh, season ticket holders down in Seattle that they really did an impressive job and and getting that fairly new stadium as well it's a great experience uh, there's just a, there's a whole lot of factors there it's not that far away it's two hours two hours away not even that for some people who have uh, a lead foot so uh, a lot of factors involved but the Seahawks just can, can I use this word as somebody who's 61 they were just cooler than, than the Lions. And uh, the NFL is just such a machine, and people here really got into that. It's too bad. I, I still think there's a, uh, and I think there will be still a great place for the, uh, an important place for the CFL in, in this market. Maybe we'll have one of those periods again, like we did in the 80s and the 2000s, where the Lions became uh, an hit franchise in, in the city. And I hope they learn from the past and, and, and build on that as opposed to just open the doors. Well, the fact is you're just sitting spewing facts. If people don't like to hear it, <laughs> it's the truth. But you mentioned printers. That Tempire Stadium out uh, on the East Van was rocking. 30,000, yes. they just threw it up in a month, and it was great. And when I talked to Wally, well, the last time I talked to him, he had mentioned the possibility of a outdoor new stadium in your hometown of Burnaby. I don't know if that's still on the burner or not, but Don – is it gone too far? Could the Lions become cool again, or do they have to kind of just it is what it is situation? Can, it, can they be can they be reborn? I, I think what you said there is the key is to get a stadium um, in, in the burbs where I think the majority, where I know the majority of Lions fans are, uh, open air where you've got a view of the mountains, which you don't do at BC Place. Um, I, I think they because look in the nineties, I you know. Uh, when Nelson Scalbania owned the team, I thought going to games, looking around at BC Place, I thought, you know what? This is the last season, whatever year it was. Like, like 96 was particularly bad when they brought in Andre uh, Ware, and it was just uh, just awful. I remember thinking, this is yeah, this is the end of the Lions. And then along came uh, David Braley and Wally Buono, and, and it, they got really, really popular again. So if they could somehow do that again, if there was a new stadium, but I doubt if that's going to happen, I could see there being uh, another period where they become hot, where they become cool. And again, hopefully they've learned from uh, uh, what they've done in the past. The the problem, Rod, is that not that long ago, you know, in uh, 2011, yeah, it was 2011, uh, the people, the taxpayers of, of British Columbia bucked up half a billion dollars to renovate BC Place. 
So I don't know how well that would go over. It would have to be private money for them to uh, uh, to get to get a new stadium. And then that, here's the other problem: is David Braley has passed away. Uh, the Braley family is now in charge of the Lions, and you know, word is that um, his offspring are not as into the CFL as as David uh, uh, was. Who is? And that's an issue that they have to deal with, probably first and foremost. Well, actually, now that I think about it, and I, I thought it was. Wally that told me, but maybe it was your good buddy Julio who said that the Aquilini, the Aquilinis would like to buy the Lions, implode BC Place, it'd be all their money, and put the stadium out, uh, out of town, out of downtown, and build condos and stuff, and Bob's your uncle. You know what I mean? It would be perfect, so we'll see. This is going yeah. by far too fast. A viewer question, Don. They remember you from Dawson Creek. I just want to ask you, because you're a DJ there, they say, uh, yes. what was the music format? It was uh, you worked in small towns. I take it, uh, Rod. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, um, um, all the great broadcasters have um, <laughs> kids today. They don't know what it's like to pay their dues. Um, I'm sure you've had that. Some uh, young people. Yes, Dawson Creek, CJDC. The music format was pretty much scrambled eggs, and uh, by that I mean anything and everything. I, I can remember playing things like West Montgomery. <laughs> and then following it up with Nick Lowe and Cruel to be Kind. Uh, this was like the late 70s, early 80s, when New Wave was coming in. You could basically do what you want, but the owner at the station wanted a certain amount of adult contemporary. And that's where the West Montgomery's uh, <laughs> uh, Dean Martin's uh, came in. So it was a little bit of everything. I wanted to play rock and roll and New Wave and stuff like that. So I managed to slip that in. It was all over the place. Of course Country you did. Too. I love the smile on your face when you said that. And I'm having flashbacks to that was Long May You Run by Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. And now we have Ian and Sylvia Tyson. That was the station I was. (laughs) You're right. But it was and you're you're making four hundred dollars a month and you're just thinking you're on top of the world doing the midnight shift in Dawson Creek. And I loved it. And like you say, I can't help it. I thought it was great. In fact, it was hard for me to leave. I, I really, really, uh, I, I spent three years up there. I loved it. I went to Red Deer after that. Also loved that. And it wasn't, uh, as much as people might think that Vancouverites are snobby and they're just only in love with their city. I had a hard time moving back. I really liked it up north. So different from Vancouver. I didn't have a, a tough time leaving because it was the first time I was fired. And as they say, every time after that, it gets, <laughs> it gets a little easier. <laughs> Don, I don't want to go into the um, negativity of the Canucks being in seventh. So let me ask you about this. Anytime that I've been in Vancouver, they've been talking about the Kraken and the natural rivalry between the Canucks and Seattle. So how much are you, because they've, I think, scrapped this year. How much are they starting to look ahead? Uh, well, <laughs> well, I don't know if they can look ahead until there's some sort of change. There has to be a change personnel-wise or in the front office and I think that's when that's when people uh, can look ahead in terms of the kind of organization. There's really an appetite for change right now. Uh, but uh, as far as the Kraken goes, um, the Canucks and we like to think of and, and it is. I mean, Vancouver is a world class city, but the one thing it doesn't have. And, and, and when you travel back east, you really notice this um, is neighbors that are close. And when you go to New York, when you go to Philadelphia or Montreal, I mean, you can drive to road games. And it's just so great. 
And Vancouverites, it's, let's be honest here, we're isolated here. We do think we have the greatest city in the world. We brag about it, all of that. But it is isolated. And just the thought of being able to go into your car, pop into your car, travel an hour and a half, two hours down the road, and see the Canucks play on the road, it's really, really exciting. I think people uh, can't wait. But it might be pretty hard getting a, a ticket if and when they open up the, open up the doors uh, to the arena there. But it's yeah, going to be exciting. Yeah. Well, but having said that, I have heard Canucks fans say, if the Kraken win a Stanley Cup before the Canucks do, I'm done. I'm out. You yeah, must hear that. That's, oh, my God. You know what, Rod? Not just fans, but myself. I, I've, I've been around uh, following this team since before 1970 when they entered the NHL, uh, when they were a minor league team, uh, the Western Hockey League, when Don Cherry was one of their defensemen, uh, believe it or not. I was just a kid watching those games. They also had Dick Cherry, uh, Don's uh, brother, one of the great uh, names of all time in in sports. Um, And the first thing I thought of was that when the Kraken became real, that they're going to win the Stanley Cup. I'm going to live to see them win the Stanley Cup before the Canucks. That was my fear. Because I I know the Canucks history. It's been really tough for people in this town, including myself. And because I'm a fan, I, I grew up a fan. And that was the first thing that hit me, that, that, that the Kraken, who, who seemed to be making just a million great moves before they even hit the ice, uniforms, who they hired, all of that, waiting for a coach, all, all of that, just really smart. It just seems that uh, they're on the right path, and it wouldn't surprise me uh, for one second if they won a Stanley Cup before the Canucks did. That's just the way things go in Vancouver. <laughs> I know, but I don't think they're going to follow the Golden Knights path. I just That's going to no, be tough no. to beat. Clark, how long did you say we had? Oh, we have a minute and a half. Would you mind telling me about Donnie and Dolly with my good buddy, you and him, Rick Dollywell over on Check TV? How's that going, Don? Tell our viewers what's up with that. Well, we got a two-hour show on Check. Um, it goes from 10 a.m. till noon on uh, Check TV, which is 2.15 on uh, Shaw, 120 on TELUS, and in Vancouver anyway, as I promote the show. But it's uh, just Rick and I basically doing a radio show on, on TV, but we do highlights and uh, bring up uh, all the issues that are um, uh, surrounding the Vancouver sports scene. Uh, and for people who don't know Rick, uh, this is the way it goes. I'm the guy who basically does the ins and outs of the broadcast, the so-called bus driver, as I use some broadcasting term, uh, of, of the broadcast. And then I uh, throw uh, issues at, at Rick. And the thing is with Rick, um, he gets scoops. You know this, right? He gets scoops that nobody else gets from uh, NHL general managers, CFL, NFL, a- anybody. And the thing is with Rick, when he's paying attention, he's really, really good. And when he's not paying attention, he's better. Um, <laughs> it's a real weird, it's a real weird combination. So he's always on his phone texting and stuff like that. So um, we bring up the issues of the day on the BC sports scene, do some highlights, have a whole lot of fun, go off into the entertainment realm, all sorts of stuff like that. And so far, it's it's going really, really well. Good. I like to I like to hear that. So, Don, listen, it's been a it's been a pleasure. You're universally loved. That's hard to uh, get in this business. Trust me, I know by the uh, by everybody. So, thanks for this. Continued blessings and stay safe out there, my friend. Rod, th- thank you so much, and I just love the job you guys are doing on that show. I love your set. I love the, all the paraphernalia there. I'm jealous. We, we've got to get there, but uh, just outstanding. Thanks so much. Keep in touch, Don. Thank you. Right. The great Don Taylor joining us from the Donnie and Dolly Show, Czech TV, based out in Victoria, but of course airing all across 
the beautiful uh, province of British Columbia. We'll be right back with a sports update. We'll talk a little more CFL draft here on draft day. And Moose DuPont will join us uh, in the bunker next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at RodPeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. We're coming to you from the bunker out here in Western Canada. How about this, Darren? The Prairie Mobile text line is open, and you're not going to believe this one. You can always reach us here in the bunker at 306-840-8777. Hi, Rod. I stumbled over your show a few months ago and really enjoyed it. All caps. You and Moose doing a great job. Deb from Toronto. I wrote her back. Wow. Thanks for watching, Deb. Smiley face emoji. She wrote me back. Love the show. All right. So she found us on Game Plus. Thank you, Deb in Toronto. Welcome. Tell your friends. And I'll get to Brady in Saskatoon, who is now in a minute. He's now back on the Habs bandwagon. Just so you know, depending on the day, right? But a sports update. Razor Ramon Laureano homered for the third. I added the razor. I know. That's great. Razor Ramon Laureano homered for the third consecutive day. And the Oakland Athletics beat the Toronto Blue Jays 5-4, spoiling Marcus Semien's return to the Coliseum. Stephen Piscotty also went deep for Oakland. Semien went one for three with a walk in his first game back in Oakland after signing with Toronto in the offseason. He got a lengthy standing ovation. Are you sneezing or laughing over there? Try not to sneeze. You almost blew up. I know. (laughs) Breaking news out of 212 this morning, downtown New York. Washington's Tom Wilson was fined $5,000 by the NHL today for roughing Rangers forward Pavel Bushnevich in the team's game last night in MSG. The fine is the maximum allowable for the incident under the league's CBA with players. Wilson's salary this season is $4.1 million. Wilson was given a double minor for roughing and a 10-minute misconduct for a scrum in which he appeared to punch Bushnevich, who was face down on the ice, and threw Artemi Panarin down to the ice as well. Panarin was ruled out for the remainder of the game with what the team called a lower body injury. It's Tom Wilson doing Tom Wilson things, skating around, roughing up Russians. Speaking of Russians, Yaroslav Lakevich had a goal and a helper on the power play, and the Blainville Boisbrand Armada held on to beat the Gatineau Olympic 4-3 Monday night to win game four and advance to the second round of the Quebec League playoffs. Luke Henman, Benjamin Corbet, and Thomas Lacombe also scored to help the Armada build up a 4-0 lead before nearly blowing it in the third period. Charles Edward Gravel stopped 28 shots for the Armada, who took the best-of-five set in uh, three games to one fashion. They'll now face the Victoriaville Tigre in the next round. An Amazon Prime video will become the exclusive home of the NFL's Thursday Night Football package a year earlier than originally anticipated. The 11-year package begins in 2022. This is the first time a streaming service has had the full rights to an NFL package 
Prime Video will carry 15 regular season games on Thursday night along with one preseason game. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. I kind of meant dupes to put this into this the quick six. How do we all feel about streaming games for the National Football League? Because they're the first league to really dive into it full time. Blue Jays had some games on Facebook. That's right. Over the last couple of years. I mean, I went and got Prime, Amazon Prime, so I could watch Yellowstone. It's the only reason why I got it. Right? But it's we're kind of moving away from that traditional. Actually, we have moved away from ABC, CBS, NBC, ESPN into streaming. How do we feel about that? We feel great, but nothing's changed. It's Wait a minute. Yes, it has. If I don't have Amazon Prime, let's, right. just, let's just imagine a world without Yellowstone. As horrible as that oh, world would be. Don't tell me. I wouldn't have Amazon Prime. Therefore, I would not get Thursday Night Football. Is that what I'm reading here? Right. But let's imagine a world without... Friday night football, so you wouldn't have ES or you wouldn't have TSN, and then you wouldn't have the under 18s on your channel right now. You wouldn't subscribe. We subscribe to TSN for the programs we want on TSN the same way we subscribe to Amazon Prime. And if you look at, you know, getting a cable subscription, you're going to pay $9,500 a month. Well, if you subscribe to all of the streaming platforms, the OTT streaming products over the top uh, networks, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Crave, and the others, you add them all up, it's about $95 a month. They've replaced television, right? And instead of it all being on a TV guide, you have all your programs on Amazon to watch. It, the habits are pretty close to the same. It doesn't mean we're going to be watching football on our phone because I don't think anybody wants to watch the NFL on your phone. Maybe if I'm in the car and I want to see the play, I've done that. But I'm not really interested in watching them on a tiny screen. We had tiny phones and they've gotten bigger yeah. for that reason. So <laughs> nothing's really changed. It's just the way we go to find it has changed a little bit. And Fair. those ABCs, I know. CBS, NBC, have turned into Amazon, Netflix, Crave. I'm sure I'm behind the times. In some ways, I am. In some ways, I'm way out front. But in this, if we want to watch Yellowstone, we got to go down to the living room. Because we don't have it upstairs where our, one of our big screens is. I'd rather be able to watch Thursday Night Football from any television in my house. And that will but happen. But I can't. But we're not there yet. That will happen. All those TVs now are becoming smart TVs. It's just like you used to have to go down because that was the only satellite box you had. And now it's easy yeah. to get a second one. It's, it's quickly adapting that all the TVs will come equipped with those networks. Technology. Yeah. We'll be back with viewer takeover. And we got to get uh, Pinkney's question about Star Wars mm. because that's a good one, eh? We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back. As promised, it's viewer takeover, but I do just want to say this. The esteemed John Hodge has come out with his mock draft for the CFL draft tonight. Number one overall, he's got the Hamilton Tiger Cats taking receiver Terrell Janna out of Virginia. And number two, he's got tight end Jake Burt from Boston College, who 
was raised in Regina, moved to Boston, played at Boston College, spent last year with the Patriots, and now he's eligible for the CFL draft. Don't ask. It's a CFL thing. I'm still sticking with Nelson Lacombo because that's who I think the Riders need and want. But I dropped the little NFL doing a deal with uh, Amazon, and that's what's got everybody. Like it's, comments are going crazy. From CD, the Ticats fan watching on YouTube says, Yes, Rod, love the fact you're a fan of Yellowstone. If there's a level higher than fan, that's what I am. From Darnetzel says, Rod, get an Apple TV. It's on any TV you want. Yeah, I'm getting there. I still like my rabbit ears. Uh, what? Um, I'm just, not surprised. There's a, there are so many comments coming. Man, it, it triggered them all, right? Yep. From Beneath Sports in Toronto, the means in which we watch has changed. Many people have cut the cord, but each network has just created their own streaming platform. Now it's a fight for content. How about that? Do you know anybody that makes content? A few people. Kevin Olenek in Vancouver. The other issue is many NFL fans are into fantasy. If you're on the go, you can watch highlights of your fantasy on your smartphone. It's win-win for them. Uh, Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says, again, Bell Media owns a little service called Crave, but hey, let's continue to treat one of our biggest sports properties, the CFL, as the redheaded stepchild. You're lucky, Nelson, that? That you're lucky, Nelson, that you're redheaded because I feel that that's not very inclusive to stepchildren and especially redheaded stepchildren. Can we say that anymore? Can you even say that? I'm, I'm waiting for the guy. He beat him like a redhead mule. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Mike Lang, I would have thought he'd be thrown in jail for that now. I know. Are you advocating for animal abuse for rented mules? Anyways, you have a comment on Bell and Crave and the CFL. Yeah, I mean, they own the property, but they have a plan for that property. It's TSN to broadcast the games. At the end of the day, they run a business, and they have massive shareholders, and clearly they don't, <clears throat> excuse me, they don't see the CFL as a property that they want to slap on Crave that's going to draw subscribers. What they put on Crave as a featured product is to drive subscriptions. And also... You know, the streaming rights deal was through TSN. It wasn't, you know, a, a Bell deal to use in all their properties. It was a TSN deal, my understanding. But again, when they make decisions, it's what they think is best for their business. And last time, I, I think, I haven't been inside the books of Bell Media. I think they're doing okay. From our viewers, Chris in Kingston, Ontario, any update on the curling broadcasts? Yeah, nothing televised until Wednesday at the earliest. Curling report coming up next hour for Verge Agriculture. Comments are going insane here. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says <laughs> Rod still uses a VCR. You think that's funny, but I actually do have one. It's in the back of my car. Don't ask. Farmer in Saskatchewan writes in and says, where can I listen in on the draft? Any suggestions? Like, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to say we're not the PR marketing arm of the Canadian Football League. We are not. We're our own television channel. It's up to them to, to promote that. Not us. Uh, but TSN does have it at 5 p.m. SAS time. If you want to stream it in your tractor cab. But it's just so many people are saying they didn't even know what was on. And how can you... 
Like I said, they spent 10 to 15 minutes on the soccer uh, riot at Manchester U on SportsCenter the other night. And I'm like, you got a draft in 48 hours in the CFL. Why are you not spending this time on that? But who, who the hell am I? Uh, oh, we can do this. Put up the pinks thing. If you're having a draft of Star Wars characters, I really had to think about it. And this has gone through stages of my life. I would have drafted as a child... Luke Skywalker. I don't know if you guys can find that or not. As a teen, Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. Post-teen, Han Solo. Coolest dude roaming the earth. You? Chewbacca. Never changed? I'm not, I'm not a big Star Wars guy. <sighs> what? I'm not a big Star Wars guy. I've only seen two of the movies. We'll continue that next hour. It's coming up on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.